0: This is the Steve Zabin Show. You don't know what the hell you're doing! On the Team 980 and the team 980com What
1: the hell is he doing? Here he is, the Zabe. The schedule's out! The fake schedule's out! I love Kevin Sheehan. He is such a fanatic. We'll go through the mock schedule for the Redskins before we find out for real tomorrow night what uh it's going to look like one of the big question marks is going to be how zealous is that the right word is zealous a word how zealous will the normal nfl fans be when it comes to okay boom boom schedules out let's go airfare tickets hotel airfare tickets hotel lots of fans travel during football season to see their favorite teams in certain cities and this is going to be the biggest year or at least it hopes to be the biggest year for increased travel for fans because two new glistening stadiums are due to open las vegas and los angeles los angeles seems to be more problematic uh, but las vegas could be as well that said you got tom brady in tampa bay tampa bay And you've got teams like the Green Bay Packers, who have fans all around the country, but also fans who travel, no doubt wanting to get down there to see perhaps one last time Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. That's if Brady is still upright by then, and that's if Jordan Love hasn't beaten out one Aaron
0: Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there.
1: And if the game in Tampa between the Buccaneers – and the Packers is in September, bah, you can have it. Because the weather is still nice up north, it's not going to be as you know highly sought after. The NFL in the last couple of days has just ironed out its refund issue in case they cannot have fans in the stands. This is a very smart move to make sure that they get as many people charging through that ticket door on Thursday night when the schedule is out. Uh, knowing that, okay, I can get my money back and not just get a credit. What I don't understand, though, Scott, is that apparently 14 states do not allow certain ticket resellers to refund cash money they have to give a credit. Right. It's apparently a state law. So what yes. is,
0: do you know what the deal is on that? Ticketmaster and seat geek who do the secondary market thing they have pledged to the nfl or publicly or both they're gonna give you a full refund for all ticket sales no within no more than 30 days of the event cancellation or adjustment to fanless stubhub will only do so in the 14 states where it's required by law right you said 14 required or 36 i saw
1: i saw that said 14 states prohibit okay cash so 36 refunds. of them
0: StubHub will take your business and deal with you, but in the other 14, they're going to go, you want a credit for some concert stuff? Yeah, you want to see the uh, Hanson reunion? We're good on you. You can probably reapply your funds to that.
1: Why do some states not allow Ticketmaster refunds? Let's see if the Google machine... Uh, can help, uh, has please. That, uh, purchase policy, ticket master, how do I get a refund? Text me out here. I know you guys know. 330-99-Zabe. That just seemed kind of weird right there. This is a anecdotal and totally unscientific piece of... I don't even want to call it data. It's not data. This is a anecdotal point of information. So... I've said how I want to do Zave Vegas in early November when the Masters is going on and football is going on. And, Scott,
0: you have pledged to come, come hell or high water. You are guaranteed news, to come, and I appreciate that. A little bit Just of news kidding. on that. I was checking because we had several fr- several family, friends, and relatives who rescheduled bar mitzvahs from the springtime, pushed them into October, November. But I found out last night that on the schedule, November is apparently clear. Wow. Okay. So I— I'd good. love to be there. That's buddy. good
1: so far. However, wow. right. one one of my guys, he didn't in fact, two of the guys have not even waited that like right now this is still a twinkle in my eye. Okay. Sure. This of is a Vegas in, in November. And so I've done no actual, you know, hard formulation of a plan. They already went out, they went all uh Leroy Jenkins and got <sighs> hotel rooms to Jenkins. That's, that's and guess great. what? Guess what? Prices are sky high.
0: What? How? How is that possible? Is that the desperation it- factor? The hunger? so I hungry will take. I will drink your money and your milkshake. I don't know. The uh. simplest explanation
1: would be simply: there is demand. For Vegas, which is a wonderful place to go and be, and a giant rock splashed down in spring when there was going to be a lot of people going, and it's displaced a lot of water, and so therefore the water has been splashed into the fall when it looks like we're going to have a lot of things going on, and people are now... You know, scoping scoping out and scooping up and getting hotel rooms, even though the damn city is not even open right now, for God's sakes. We might have to play Blackjack in some hermetically sealed plastic bubble, like Bubble Boy playing Yahtzee. Or what What was the game? Scrabble. Moops, right? Or no, Moors. I forget Moors. What? Texters. What game was, was he playing it was inside? Moops, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be Moors, but instead right. he said Moops, and I don't know why that was, but okay. Anyway, that said an interesting thing. I'm like, what does that mean? Does it mean people are irrationally optimistic? Trivial, Is it pursuit. Hotels, trivial pursuit. Is it hotels that are saying, we've got to make up what we have lost, so therefore right now we're going to get people locked in at a high rate. Now, they're not really locked in because most cancellation policies for hotels are no more than 72 hours in advance of checking in so i mean you got time Mm -hmm. but i don't know what's going on there it's just it's fascinating i mean if it's just gung-ho optimism from degenerate gamblers and sports fans like me then i'm all about it man you know me team positivity let's let's look on the bright side of things if it's something else i don't quite get it but okay whatever so the question is going to be how how active will people be booking their travel for an nfl season that we hope is going to come off Mostly normal, but otherwise uh, could not. So we'll see. A lot of people don't want to get on a plane right now. They don't want to go stay in a hotel right now. They don't want to get sit in a stadium even if they say, well, everything's under mostly control. So, yeah, bing, bang, boom. Going to be Roger some juicy games. Helps. Ticket. That's for sure. It does. The, yeah. It helps get you in the door at least. So mm-hmm. there is that. All right. Let's take a break when we come back. The schedule. The mock schedule from Kevin Sheehan. He thinks he's got a good eye for what will be or won't be a nationally televised game we're not going to be one of the highest items in the nfl but we always get our share of games being market size tradition etc etc i think ron rivera is the new head coach adds a little bit of sizzle as well we'll do kevin's mock schedule next
0: now back to the steve zabin show on the team 980 and 95.9 fm
1: Hey, this just coming in today, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says elective surgeries can resume effective immediately, and beginning tomorrow, his stay-at-home order will be broadened to allow people to do more outdoor activities like golf, tennis, boating, fishing, and camping. State beaches and playgrounds can reopen as well. Huzzah. Huzzah. Ding. All right, Kevin Sheehan's on the phone with us right now, the schedule maker. We're about to go through your mock schedule. Kevin, can I borrow you for five quick minutes to uh, understand some of the logic behind this? Good afternoon, sir. How are you?
2: Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Why so formal? <laughs> Good.
1: By the way, I love it, the fact that this uh, mock is out today, and we have a possible shot of winter weather Saturday. Are you, What is your model is, showing is, on is, that?
2: Is, is that actually true? I think yeah. I saw something on Twitter, really?
1: Yeah, you got room as soon as we hang up. soon as he we hang true. up, you need to get on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll get on that. Um, but I you know, it's May. come on, it's it's not gonna happen. but all right, so have you guys been making fun of my my mock schedule per usual?
1: I, I honestly, I, I I only make fun of it in the lightest of ways. I actually love it as sort of a bit of uh, fandom Kichikana. And every year I like to look at it. And you have good logic. You have good logic as to how the league may apportion things. You've got the Redskins ticketed for two primetime games. And they're both uh, against division opponents at the Giants in week three on Monday night. And then against Dallas at home on a Thursday night. Let me just go through the schedule. You open with Carolina at home. That seems to make a ton of sense, right? Bang. It's Ron Rivera against his old team where he still has some salty feelings.
2: Um, Yeah, although I've sort of reconsidered the strategy here because I've been reading. I tried not to take into consideration that there are contingency plans and contingency planning with this schedule and just do it as if it were a normal situation. But they may front load AFC opponents so that if they do have to cut the season short, Ah. they can do it with, you know, the early season games. And maybe you get two weeks of AFC, NFC matchups. Wouldn't surprise me if that happens. But in a normal year, yeah, I thought Rivera against his former team, you know, two bad teams on paper going into the end of the year. You know, not a not a high profile spot, but Sunday afternoon, yeah. one o'clock. You know, with the Panthers in town, they, the Redskins haven't opened up at home since twenty um, seventeen. So the last two years have been road okay. openers. So I, I figured they'd be at home this year. All
0: right, that was Week the two Monday Cleveland. nighter, right? She for that for that opener. What was that? Was that the Steeler Monday nighter when they last opened up at home? Um, 2017 on was Monday.
2: Philadelphia at home. They opened with the Eagles home. at home. Okay. Yeah.
0: At,
1: at Cleveland week two, one o'clock start. That screams one o'clock start. At the Giants yeah. week three, Monday night football. Uh, the networks, the New York versus Washington is catnip for the Northeast Corridor Media conglomerate, right? They're always going to put that at some point in prime. Yeah, I mean, right? you
2: know, they've played the Giants a bunch on Thursday night football, you know, over the years. Sure. So I, I considered that. I don't think the Redskins get any more than the minimum required two national TV games. Everybody plays one Thursday night, and I think everybody plays at least one Monday night. I could be wrong about that, the Monday night. but I, know I thought everybody
1: they were only required Thursday. a Thursday. I thought they were only required that may a Thursday. True. But who knows? That
2: may be true. But I think it's two total. So I don't see them in the Sunday night spot. Monday okay. night is is no. now the lesser of the two,
1: no, unless we get flexed. Ah-ha. Yes. <laughs> Ah-ha. Wouldn't that be a wonderful yeah. problem to have? Baltimore yeah. at home, not week likely. Four Baltimore, at home, Baltimore week, four. week four at one o'clock game for the MVP coming down ninety five. That'll be interesting. Dallas week five at home Thursday night. You've got that one, and then got yes, us cruising night. into a bye. So it's really a super buy because it's a Thursday nighter into a bye
2: which is what they had last year, Zade, when they played the Vikings on Thursday night and then they had their bye week before they played Buffalo, which gave, if you know, Dwayne all that yeah. time to prepare.
1: <laughs> if that's the case, I think it's too early for a bye. Don't you agree that anything before mm-hmm. week 8 is not ideal?
2: Maybe, but you know, the two national television games I put early in the season primarily because, you know, November is a sweeps month. If if you notice in the NFL scheduling over the years, some of the biggest matchups are in November. And I just don't see the Redskins being a sweeps um, team anymore. And so I kept them out of November with their national TV games. That's the logic with with that. Now, last year, that Minnesota game was a November – no, actually it might have been in late October – um uh game in in Minnesota and they had the Chicago Monday night game early in the year but typically over the years some of the big heavyweight matchups even though there are a lot of them and they get spread you know over the entirety of the schedule but some of the biggest ones of the year are in November
1: after the bye week at Pittsburgh one o'clocker uh, in late October at San Francisco now in week, What will be seven, even though it's game number, well, actually week eight, game number seven at San Fran. 425, obviously, West Coast game. Philadelphia at home, one o'clock game. Seattle at home, one o'clock game. At Arizona on the 22nd of November, that's the week before Thanksgiving, 405 game. That'll be an attractive travel game if people are up for traveling that time of year, right? Arizona in the fall
2: arizona in the fall late fall that's the uh that's the sunday before thanksgiving week so yeah, dwayne um, versus
1: dwayne versus kyler murray should be pretty right, sexy right that there one. uh rams at home in the sean McVay homecoming game the sunday after thanksgiving that's a one o'clocker
2: well i mean west coast teams come east all the time but just so you know um, another sort of scheduling uh, area of schedule expertise on on, mm-hmm. on your boys' part here. Almost all of the East Coast games in this, you know, once the flex scheduling starts, are earmarked for 1 p.m. Eastern,
1: and then and then, and they then they flex. can flex them into four. Yeah,
2: they can flex them into the four o'clock window or into the Sunday night window. Exactly.
1: When what what week do we start flex? Available? I don't
2: even know. It's sometime in November.
1: I thought Scott it might have been the only the last four games or four weeks, but who knows? I think it's uh, longer the, than that. Yeah, it's longer than Detroit, that. It's, at Detroit, at yeah. Detroit, the following week. This is early December in the mock schedule, Kevin's proprietary mock yeah, schedule based on a phalanx of models and other uh, intel that he gathers league wide. At in Philadelphia, three minutes this year. At Philadelphia, Cincinnati, at home, at Dallas, and at the giants so they will get sweep home.
2: giants at home giants at home yes
1: year. right yeah. so they'll sweep and the the year ends on the 3rd of january this year because it begins right. on the 13th of september so they sweep through the division 3 out of 4 weeks in the final stretch at philly at dallas and that the giants or home against the giants in your mock schedule did you do a mock preliminary record with this
2: i don't I, I don't i leave that up to you and and uh, <laughs> And i'm sure andy and i'm sure andy somewhere has already done it five times um, andy told me yeah, six well, and
1: ten i said you you negative sob i said i look at this team and i say it's an eight win team get lucky they could win 10 if they get well, really good and good lucky they can win 11 i know wait what did we, you
2: say well, you could th- win 11 if things went well I said if they're good and lucky. Win 11. Hello? They haven't won 11 since 91.
1: Do theory, bro. We're due. due. Okay. Look at you.
3: <laughs> Dude, This defense is going
1: to be sick. Like, seriously, sure. if we're not It'll top five sick. defensively, if we're not top five in sacks, top five in turnovers, top five in
0: yards allowed per game, I'll eat a Pumpkin. pumpkin. Right or a pickle Pie. or something, Slice. and don't forget something. about that Arizona game when they go and they face not only Kyler but also uh, that DeAndre Hopkins DeAndre. guy who now runs with. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah,
2: right. uh,
0: week. A well, uh, flex starts in week five, by the way.
1: It,
2: yeah, it well, starts much earlier now. Yeah, you, I wow, think they changed five. that a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, now more than um, ever, Kevin. Now more than ever, my phrase rings true as can be. Let's, Let's go, go have, have ourselves have a season. season. Let's go yeah. have ourselves. That, that little saying, which I said innocently years ago, boy, does it carry so much weight and meaning now. Let's go have ourselves a season. Please, God, from my lips to your ears. Nice job.
2: It's one of, It's one of my favorite Zabisms, um, and <laughs> this year it really is meaningful. Well, I appreciate the call. This has basically about 24 more hours of shelf life, and then we'll have the real thing. <laughs>
1: And could you check the nam on this possible snow event? I'll, Pan, I'll go
2: check it for you. And I'll, I'll text. I'll text both of you. Please. He do. said
1: the twelve z the twelve z gfs says Baltimore could get hit with a little bit of uh, May snow train. I don't know what the twelve z gfs is.
2: I. Uh, you know what? I, I did read something about this. I don't think we've ever had snow in May. I can't imagine
1: that we have. He said temps should drop into the thirties on Friday night. It's possible some of the snow could stick grass we'll wow
2: see. that's unbelievable all right
1: all, all right, right kevin guys. thank you bud there you Thanks. go all right. all right, kevin sheehan is mock schedule I, I i i i like the thinking on it, it makes so- sense i don't know about two national games so early on but as was is the case with the redskins it's like uh it's like a cafeteria buffet scott you got to get to it early before the food starts to get little mangy looking you know Exactly. You got to get the redskins when hope still abounds early in the year. When it's like, hey, man, we can be something this year. No, we're not anything this year.
0: Very few people like the skin on the soup. So, yeah, you got to eat right. before that thing grows hair.
1: Eleven is a fantasy. I understand that. <laughs> and we have not won 11. In 30 years. 20 29 years. 29? Right. 29. 29 depending on how you count the years. By one. At some point, we, we got to just fall into it like a guy stumbling down the stairs and popping up unscathed like, yeah, it was nothing. Yeah, Eleven wins. I don't know. I do want to read some of the In My Words, Dwayne Haskins. It was on Redskins.com. It was not something he necessarily wrote. It was sort of as told to some of the Redskins uh, media Staff And it's got some interesting insights in it about what it was like as a rookie, what he learned, and from whom did he learn it. We'll get to that after the DMV Sports Desk here at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980 and 99.5 FM in Richmond, as well as 1027 on our affiliate ESPN Richmond. The DMV Sports Desk
0: on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. With the latest brought to you by Discover, I'm Scott Lynn. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Starts off with the Burgundy and Gold. Redskins line Depth, one-year deal for Mike Lidke. Most recently with the Buccaneers. Interesting read over Redskins.com. Dwayne Haskins with a lengthy as-told-to regarding his rookie season says if i'm doing what i'm supposed to do if i study and put in the work i'm going to play well nfl release its schedule tomorrow night roger goodell says the league does have a ticket refund plan for canceled games or those held without fans in attendance if a game is canceled or is played under conditions that prohibit says the commission anybody who bought a ticket directly from the club is entitled to either a full refund or to apply the amount paid toward a future ticket purchase directly from the team. Jadevian Clowney's still unsigned, still weighing some offers, says he's healthy, says he's ready to go whenever camp is, wherever camp is. He does remain open to a return to the Seahawks. In case you missed it, Tua... With number 13, retired Miami for that Marino fellow. Aware number one for the Miami Dolphins. Preakness scheduled for October the 3rd, according to WBAL-TV. It was scheduled for May the 16th. Bundesliga in Germany. First soccer to return to Europe, as far as work goes, May 15th or the 22nd. No fans in attendance. Mass gatherings still banned in Germany until the end of August. And the Premier Lacrosse League announced that it'll do a single elimination quarantine championship tournament. End of July, over two weeks, again, instead of their regular season. DMV weather, 53 clouds in Silver Spring. Showers chance of come back tonight, mid to upper 40s. Sun back for your Thursday, low to mid 60s. Nobody's really sure what time it is these days. Make sure you're waking up with Kevin Sheehan Show, 6 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Doc Walker, Al Galdi, 9 to noon. B. Mitch, noon to 3. Zabe Show takes you home from 3 to 7 on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. More of the Zabe Show on this Wednesday as we continue from the 95.9 FM, Team 980 Studios. Steve, back to you. All right,
1: thank you, Scott. We're still trying to uh, hook up with Coach Rubisky. Uh, If we get him on here, we'll pop him Right in as soon as possible. More text coming in. 330-99-Zabe. From the 443, I was always partial to Bases Loaded 2 for the original Nintendo. Sounds a lot like RBI baseball that you just described with the catchy tunes, the player metrics, city names, terrible two-dimensional graphics, but still, for some reason, it was awesome seven five seven says little league world series on nintendo was a great game the little league world series how about that all right joining us now on the guest line our pleasure to say hi once again to former redskins interim coach and longtime nfl coach and coordinator terry robiski currently the running back coach in jacksonville coach robiski good afternoon thank you for joining us how are you
3: i'm doing good how's everybody doing (laughs)
1: i'm <laughs> doing very good so uh we had it in mind we wanted to catch up with you because you once played for the great don shula who passed away uh two days ago and i just wanted to get your thoughts on that what was it like playing for coach shula back in the
3: day uh, of course like you said is play for him back in the day uh that was the uh boy what would what, what would i say that was the epitome of um, football. Um, you know, everything that you grew up learning learning as a kid um, how to get up in the morning, how to go to work, uh, how to be tired, how to drag, uh, how to be <laughs> dragging coming off the field with your shoulder pads, you know, wrapped up in your shirt and sweat pouring off your body. You're exhausted. You're drained. It. Uh, everything that you had learned as a kid about football was Koshula. Uh, it's almost as if. Uh, how to take your players and drain them, uh, beat them in the ground, uh, work them to death, and then win the game—all those things you would think Kosula invented them. Uh, he's the guy that brought them right. to football. When I went to Miami, um, all those things that uh, that I'm saying to you were things that uh, Kosula did with his team, and that was the epitome of the Miami Dolphins, and of course the Miami Dolphins back in back in those days.
1: Terry was drafted by the Raiders in the eighth round, actually played for John Madden first, and then Tom Flores, and then Schultz. That? So that's – how about that? Right, that's pretty darn good right there. You talk that? about learning how to drag yourself off the field exhausted, whether it's a practice or a game. What motivates today's men in the NFL that you see as a coach?
3: I think it's uh, – um, you know, I think it's a uh, it's a different day. You know, it's a different day, it's a different time, and you have uh, you have a different collection of athletes, you know. Um, I, I think uh, back in the day, uh, the, the, the Marcus Allens of the world was motivated simply by outdoing his predecessor. You know, Marcus wanted to be uh, considered one of the best ever. He wanted to be better than Walter Payton, uh, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders. Uh, Bo Jackson, uh, O.J. Simpson, uh, Marcus uh, Marcus wanted to be better than all those people. You know what I mean? Uh, I think you have a group of uh, receivers in today's world, uh, some a lot, uh, quite a few I would think, is motivated by uh, the financial aid of it, the financial advancement of it. Uh, I think they're motivated by, as you hear them say when they talk often, you know, about their brand you know, their, their, their brand and, and, and what this means to them and what their name means and, you know, and, and going that way. But then at the same time, I think you still have uh, the Tom Brady's of the world, uh, who's kind of an old school, come from the old school, who's ma- motivated by uh, winning that Lombardi trophy, uh, who's motivated by uh, being on that stage and hoisting that trophy over his head and being, uh, being the best in the world you know, at, at that particular time, at that particular moment. So you have. A, I think you have a collection of, of, of players in today's world with different motivations, you know. Um, I think with Coach Shula, who we originally were speaking about, uh, you were motivated by fear. Uh, you know, he, he, he did it all through fear. You know, you're going to play, and you're going to play the best of your ability, and you're going to work, and you're going to work your butt off gonna um, send you home, you know. Uh, John Madden was a different guy. And, and I tell people all the time uh, when they, when people talk about uh, – it's funny, you know, when I hear people talk about uh, uh, a coach came from uh, this guy's tree. You know, Andy Reid got a hell of a tree. You know, Mike Hogan had a hell of a tree. You know, of course, Belichick got a hell of a tree. You know what I mean? Uh, Parcel tree was fantastic. And I like to say I put my tree up against all them trees, you know, because I was drafted by Al Davis. Uh, I sat right next to him in his office. Uh right up against his door every day almost and learn firsthand from Al Davis. Uh, I then worked for a guy named John Madden and watched every single thing John Madden did, uh, even even down to the T of how he made the Madden game and all and, and plays was on that. I watched that. Then I had Tom Flores who won uh, another guy that was a great one, who won Super, Bowl, uh, won Super Bowls, I think. And had a great time with Tom, and that was fantastic. And then from there, I went to Coach Shula, and, and played for him. You know, so just my playing history, uh, my playing history, the pedigree of that has been has been fantastic.
0: Coach Terry Robisky, Jags running backs coach, nice enough to join us here on the Zabe Show on a Wednesday. Team nine eighty, team nine eighty app ninety five nine FM. Coach, you mentioned Coach Shula. And Coach Madden and Al Davis has has the communication game changed with cell phones and social media, or it still is what it was?
3: No, absolutely, it's changed and it's changed drastically. Uh, and 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 listen, it's uh, not only not only has it changed; uh, it's consistently changing. You know, even to a point uh, of uh, you know two weekends ago when everybody is sitting at home. Uh, watching the draft, not just sitting there watching the draft, but watching television uh, go into uh, go into the draft. I mean, just just dive in. Go into the general manager's houses and see their wives and their kids being a part of it and go into uh, the coaches' houses or the coaches' office. In some cases, the coaches got their kids sitting there on their laps and being a part of it. You know, I think one of the greatest things – Uh, and I don't know if it was the greatest, but I I, I, I can remember a line from a lot of of years ago uh, when uh, one of the greatest coaches in Redskins history, Coach Gibbs. Uh, I can remember Coach Gibbs at one time mentioning how difficult it had been on him to not see his son play in high school because he was too busy with the Washington Redskins. He didn't really have a chance to kind of see. I think it was kind of a statement of a regret thing. You know, he didn't get a chance to see his sons in high school because he was too busy with the Redskins and being prepared and preparing the Redskins to win and trying to win. And uh, and uh, today, all that is totally, totally changed. When you see coaches on that, uh, you know, sitting out on TV with the draft, mm-hmm. the virtual draft last two weeks ago, and you see TV go in everybody else, it even went into the commissioner's house to watch him make the call. Uh, trust me, it's changed. And then I think last year when the new head coach of the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals came out and said, uh, in our meeting times, we're going to allow times for our guys to get up out of meetings. We're going to have to take a break so guys can get up out of the meetings and go answer their cell phones and return calls and return texts. Uh, times have truly, truly, truly changed. And one thing I promise you, um, I promise you as it continue to change and continues to evolve. The guys like uh, Al Davis and Coach Shula and uh, the great ones who invented the game, uh, they'll either be sitting up in heaven talking about it. Can you believe this? Uh, can you believe what they're doing with this and that and this and that? Or they'll be turned over in their graves screaming and cussing at somebody. Say, How in the world can they have their kids in there and they're trying to make this draft pick and they, they're trying to make this decision and they're trying to win this game. Uh, them old-timers old will be sitting up in heaven and, uh, and they'll be preaching about it. They'll be, they'll be screaming and fussing at somebody about it.
0: <laughs> Terry, different room, and I know that Zabe's going to ask you about Leonard Fournette, but uh, thoughts on Gardner Minshew as you guys approach the season and, and a difficult off season for so many and for a variety of reasons, but you guys got the virtual iPads floating out there. Can you talk a little bit about a, a younger player and how this type of season hurts or, or doesn't really hurt because it's, again, all about communication?
3: Yeah, and just like you said, there's so much of it is relying on communication. It's tough. Uh, I would say this: uh, the first thing, I guess, the first thing I would have to say is, um, uh, I think that I think the scale, I think the scale, will be tilted a little bit to the uh, to the veteran guys. I think the scale will be tilted a little bit to the veteran football teams. You know, the the teams that's got uh, their quarterback, their receivers, their O-line. Uh, they've got a, a senior group who've been together for whatever that time frame, four, five, six, seven, eight years. You know, uh, maybe it's the Steelers with Ben Rothenberg, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe it's New Orleans with Drew Brees. Maybe it's Seattle with Russell Wilson. They've got a group of people that's been there, that's been intact and been in that same system for a couple of years. I think it's got to tilt to them – because they don't have that newness and the new things to learn, you know. I think that scale's going to be a little bit tougher for the the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the Washington Redskins, the uh, Carolina Panthers, those teams that, uh, you know, is just coming together for the first time. Uh, It's a lot of newness. It's new players, new coaches, new system, new offense, new defense. Uh, Those will be a little bit different. The thing about us uh, is I think we we're, we're very very sound as a unit. We're very very sound uh, as a group. We've got a very very veteran, a very very knowledgeable head coach. Uh, I think you know the way that Coach Doug Marone's gonna set it all up. Uh, the way we're going through it, I think uh, I, I think Doug is just uh, a phenomenal guy. Uh, all those Al Davis and Don Schulers and all those people I spoke about, uh, I think Doug has kind of been touched by them guys too. You know. So I think the way Doug is going about it, and the way he's getting it all set up. Coach Moron's done a fantastic job. The other thing I think that's fantastic is uh, Coach Moron knows we got a little bit of a feel for uh, Gardner. You know, Gardner did a hell of a job for us last last year. Uh, he's got a lot of excitement that he's going to bring to Jacksonville to the Jaguars, and uh, you know, we just got to get our system together as fast as we can. But I think again, even and and I don't know for sure, but even Tom Brady in Tampa Bay uh you know just like we heard the other day uh maybe he was doing something he had no business when he stumbled into the wrong house he wasn't supposed to be meeting he's trying to get this thing down you know mm. and uh and, and and that's a little bit of it is whoever can whoever can get there on their computer and get it down the fastest uh going to be able to catch yeah. up with that veteran group and those veteran groups that's out there playing and hopefully we could be one we we uh we're excited about our quarterback he's a very active little guy he loves football uh, he loves running around back there making plays. He's he's very exciting to watch, and uh, we just got to narrow it down and get it to him as quick as we can and see if we can make it work.
1: You've coached mostly wide receivers through your career. Uh, you've got the running back title coach now, or running back coach title now, and you got Leonard Fournette, who's a big horse, going into his fifth year or going into his fourth year. Fifth year option was not picked up. What do you tell a guy like that? How do you coach a guy like that uh, in a situation like this?
3: Well, I think the thing about that is uh, you sit down and try to uh, get him to understand, you know, uh, that it's not necessarily about Leonard. Uh For Leonard, it is, of course, and I understand that part of it, because uh, for all of us, you know, for all of us, there's a very uh, individual part to it. You know, we all have to uh, sit back and look and prepare and understand, and we all have to be ready to do what's best for our family, and that's the individual part of it, you know. But I think the other side of that we all got to keep in mind too is uh, there's always the team part. You know, it's not about me. It's not about him. uh, It's not about us as an individual. It's about the team, you know. And I think uh, for him coming in, the big thing's going to be, you know, wow, oh man, okay, they didn't pick up my option. They didn't pick up your option. Wow, okay. Uh, Well, listen, here's what I'll say make them pick it up. Let's go ahead and uh, have a year. Uh, You know, have another year, a better year than you had last year. Uh, Whatever that last year was, let's go be better. And you know what? At the end of the day, let's see if we can get this thing in a position where uh, when that last whistle blows and last gun ends and the game is over, somebody sit down and say, wow, we didn't pick up this 50 option, but we need to. Wow, we didn't pick up that 50 option, but we have to. Oh, my God, did you see the year that got here? And then let you guys, let you guys in the media and you guys on the radios and let you guys declare, oh, my God, this guy was unbelievable, had an unbelievable season, had an unbelievable year, carried that team on their back, took them to the Super Bowl. We got to sign him. Oh, we got to have him back. Oh, we got to bring him back. Uh, They got to sign him and they got to bring him back. Let's go create that kind of, uh, you know, euphoria and let's make it happen.
1: Well said, Coach. That's what we're good at overreacting, and going crazy when guys have a big season. We appreciate your time today, Coach. Uh, best of luck down there in Jacksonville this year, and it was nice talking to you as always.
3: Thanks to me. You guys, thanks for calling. I appreciate you. And tell all the tell all the Redskins fans, keep it going. Tell them my best friend is Russ Grimm, and uh, he and I got great memories from the D.C. days.
1: Awesome. Very good. Thank you, Terry. Terry Rubisky, former Redskins interim head coach, uh, and I didn't Either have time or I just figured the way it was going, I wasn't going to bring it up. Uh, I think he would have said uh, positive things about his short stint as the interim head coach. For those of us who remember that crazy ending to the 2000 season that began with such insane hype and expectation, the Fortune 500 Redskins, as I dubbed them, they cost a fortune, they finished 500, They fired Norv with three games to go. Jeff George got inserted as the starter uh, in the middle of the season, and there was tension, and it was Dan Snyder's second year of owning the team, and it was crazy. And Norv was out, three games to go. Terry takes over, does the best he could, but except for a win against lowly Arizona on the final week of the season. He lost his two of his three games, and it was not really pretty. But he took the job. He said, okay, well, if you're going to let me take the job. Now, of course, for a brief hot minute, it was going to be Pepper Rogers. <laughs> Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, on the other side, Prince Harry is, without a doubt, the most P-whip man on earth. I'll tell you why next.
0: Now, it's the news that matters to Zabe.
1: Step right up. Step right
0: up. Oh, it's the subject matter I'm sure you're familiar with. Whether it matters to you or not. All that matters is power. This, this is the Daily Zay. Brace yourselves, America, for some potential mind-blowing news on the Team 980 and the Team980.com.
1: Daily Zay brought to you by Healthnetics, a premium brand CBD I prefer and use. If you're confused about CBD and what it is, what they say about it, skeptical, Try Healthnetics because you get a one hundred percent money back guarantee, and you get twenty percent off by using promo code TEAM. That's T E A M. Their products are all natural, made in the USA, THC free, undergo third party lab testing, ensuring quality and purity. And right there in the lab, right there on the package, is the lab results. If you want to go look it up yourself, so you got that going for you. Aches and pains, anxiety, sleeplessness—it could all be helped considerably by using Healthnetics. Give it a shot. That's healthnetics.com. Promo code team for 20% off. We start dateline conspiracies and spookiness. I don't know about you, Scott. I'm usually a guy that doesn't get weirded out by stuff. You know, this whole murder hornet, I'm like, it's a big bug. Come on. This story, though, freaks me out. Headline coronavirus researcher with significant findings found shot to death at Pittsburgh. Yep. What? Yep. University of Pittsburgh coronavirus researcher Bing Liu has been shot dead, according to Allegheny County medical examiners. He was reportedly on the verge of a major breakthrough on the Wuhan coronavirus. According to The Hill, he was found murdered in his home with multiple gunshot wounds. Police believe the case to be a murder-suicide as an associate of Lou's was found dead in his car not far away. I'm sorry. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Bless you. In other words, somebody, first of all, first of all, Scientists don't get murdered in cold blood in their homes. Period. That's number one. Number Number two, murder-suicide. So you're telling me an associate of his was also found dead. And you can say, oh, murder-suicide, interesting. Hmm. Could it be that somebody who didn't want a major breakthrough on this or at least wanted to slow the roll on it, decided he's the guy that's got to go, and if the price of it is another poor, innocent associate that we also kidnap at gunpoint and say, you come with us, and after we're done shooting this guy, we're going to make it look like you committed suicide yourself? Oh, what do you know? He was jealous because, and they probably cook up a story, this associate was jealous because they thought this researcher was going to get the credit For the major breakthrough in regards to the virus, and he couldn't stand it anymore, and maybe they were secret lovers, or who knows what. Some crazy stuff. This is straight out of the X-Files, bro. This is not usual stuff. Now, I hope that whatever breakthroughs he was on the verge of, he kept notes, or he shared with colleagues, or they have some system, right? They gotta be sharing notes about, hey man, I found
0: that out about the virus. Might want to pursue this. What do you think? I think you're spot on. I think this is an episode of Dateline that has yet to be filmed. This, and I saw this on the morning news magazines, it freaked me the bleep out because I'm like, what did this guy know? Why is he no longer with the living? Right. Boo. Big right. Boo. Yes. Big boo.
1: Let's hope. Let's hope that. Well, first of all, it's terrible that he's been murdered, but let's hope that. There's a more innocent explanation. Speaking of freaky things, Dateline, the Bronx, two masked suspects were caught on surveillance video with pistols and silencers, fatally shooting a man in broad daylight. The victim, 51-year-old Francisco Rosado, was reportedly the head of the Pagan Motorcycle Club's Bronx chapter. No arrests have been made, and I guarantee you none will be made, because what were the two armed men wearing?
0: masks masks
1: so let's see nobody's around the streets are empty it's not the usual kind of hey you're going to get caught if you try to do this in broad daylight and you get to wear a mask because that's what's going on again i'm not advocating that we should stop wearing masks but this is going to be a a potentially uh bad byproduct of this kind of stuff craziness dateline twitter apparently they want us to think before sending Offensive tweets, Scott. Jack Dorsey, the CEO of the social media platform, At Jack. says they'll begin rolling out a feature that will prompt users who have written a tweet using offensive or hurtful language to reconsider before hitting the send button. The experimental feature informs users who try to send a potentially vulgar tweet that their words are similar to those in posts that have been reported already, and it gives them the option to revise it or to send it out. Why am I still on this stupid thing? Ssss, I know why I'm comments? on it because it still is effective. It's an effective news aggregator. It's great for harvesting content. But my God, really? Okay. The test Come will run on, for a few weeks. We'll focus only on English language tweets. There's going to be a lot of ducking idiots suddenly appearing on Twitter, right?
0: <laughs> if you want Dateline. to form
1: your, you know, resignation letter, you go. We're not going to stop you. Dateline Tanzania. Anytime I can get a goat story with Scott on board, I do it. It's just the way I like to roll. Coronavirus test kits have have aroused suspicions in Salam, Tanzania, after results taken from goats and fruit have come back positive in what the country's leader has dubbed a technical error. I got this apple here. It's positive for coronavirus. Coronavirus? What the hell? Goats as well. Somebody joked you should always test goats and apples in tandem. Everybody knows that. I guess that's a scientist for nerds. Scott, would you eat a goat that's been contaminated with the coronavirus?
0: No, I would not. But I would absolutely like to get into a pineapple.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what I wanted.
0: All right, coming up
1: next hour, uh, we will talk with Michael Wilbon about the Last Dance. He's got a column out as well. Amongst the victims taking big fat L's from Jordan, one of them is Charles Barkley, who he is definitely still on the outs with because of criticisms Barkley made of Jordan running the Charlotte franchise.